Welcome to the Managing Miscarriage Podcast. I am Melissa Whitman, founder of the nonprofit One Generation and our current initiative, Managing Miscarriage. We help women through the heartbreak of miscarriage, and as a nonprofit, we run completely on donations. Our services help thousands of women, so please support us by donating through our website, managingmiscarriage.com. Thank you for tuning in. I have Lauren here with me today who experienced her first miscarriage during her first pregnancy. She went in at nine weeks and found out that she had lost the pregnancy and then a week later passed the miscarriage with the pill. So Lauren, thank you for joining me today and sharing your story. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. So take us to the beginning. This was your first pregnancy. I mean, oh my gosh, the excitement. You there there has been there haven't been any problems. So I'm yeah. sure that was just amazing. Yeah, you know, um, so my husband and I have been married for nine and a half years. We've been married for a while and we, you know, we're just we're busy people. We we do a lot of things like, you know, just to stay busy. And so we kept kind of just saying, like, oh, we'll get, you know, we'll work on getting pregnant later, we'll have kids later. Um you know, and finally, you know, just this past January, we're like, okay, well, maybe we, maybe we should start trying, you know, it's probably about time. And so um, it was interesting, though, because actually, for me, and this is part of, um, I guess, just my story that really, the whole thing just really surprised me and took me, it, it hit me pretty hard is that, so my husband actually wanted children more than I did. Um, it's for me, it's actually more related to anxiety. Um, I just, I have a lot of anxiety and, and with like working full time and just trying to balance life. And so I, like, I always just had this fear, like, how am I going to be able to do it all? And so, um, you know, so that was part of, I think, like putting things off too, is I was hoping that I was just going to have this, like one day I was just going to know, like, okay, like now we're, now we're going to try to get pregnant because I feel it. Like I want to be a mom. Right. So, um, but it really like that never fully happened for me. And it's really actually strange to me because I, not to compare the two entirely, but I have like a, um, I have a pug that I've had for 15 years. And um, like my, like my love for him is like what I imagine, you know, to a, a small degree of what someone may feel for, you know, a child. And so I always thought like, you know, I know I'm going to love a baby. I just, I just want to have that desire. So all that to say, um, you know, we started trying to get pregnant in early January. Um, and I actually got pregnant like right away was, was not expecting that at all. Um, I noticed because I am always like right on with my period. And so when, um, I had a, you know, just my missed cycle, I thought, okay, well, I, I guess I should be taking a pregnancy test, you know, and it was maybe even, a little bit before that, I was starting to wonder, but there wasn't anything too dramatic. And have, having never been pregnant before, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what this is supposed to be like. So, anyway, I, I took a home pregnancy test, and it, you know, came out positive. And um, it's actually kind of fun because I had read online like someone said to record their reaction. So I had, you know, so I did that. I kind of recorded my reaction. I was like, like surprised and kind of in shock, but also like just. Um, really excited, you know, really excited about the process. And so I actually took another one a couple days later and I didn't tell my husband right away. I, I, um, I wanted to surprise him. Like I'm one of those people that like, I like to make a big deal out of things like this. And so I was trying to think like, how am I going to do it? And so anyway, I ended up just, um, decorating, we have a spare bedroom and I ended up decorating it with some balloons and baby items and writing him a card. And 
um, surprising him. And so, you know, recording his reaction and it was just really fun. And, and, you know, in the weeks following, like we, um, you know, we were just getting excited. We were talking about plans. Like we were, um, you know, obviously we told our, like my parents and my husband's parents and, you know, having waited for a grandbaby for 10 years, you know, they are nearly 10 years, <laughs> yeah. you know, they, they were so excited and just, um, I don't know. It was, it was, it made it that much more exciting, you know, just to see their reactions. And so, um, anyway, we, um, but yeah, we started talking about things like, you know, every time I would like eat spicy foods or something, I'd be like, our, cause my husband doesn't like spicy. And I was like, our baby is going to love spicy foods, you know? And, you know, my, my in-laws or my, my father-in-law's talking about like, I went to Choice Rest the other day and I was looking at things, you know, and it was just all these fun things. We're planning to go to baseball games because we like baseball and we're like, oh, maybe I'll be, be, you know, too pregnant by then, you know, and all these different things your, your mind just goes to and you're planning. And um, anyway, so it was, you know, we didn't, um, we didn't tell too many people initially, you know, it was mainly family, um, a few close friends. Um, for my husband, you know, he, he's like someone that, you know, I, I really admire this about him. He really like connects with like his relationships and people that he's involved with. And when there's something major like this going on in his life, like he wants to tell people. And so he actually like, um, you know, encouraged me, you know, to, to go ahead and like, let us be able to talk about it. And I was like, I don't know, you know, what if something happens? Like, I've always heard you're not supposed to tell anybody till 12 weeks. And, um, and or somewhere around there, you know, and, and he was like, well, you know, even if something does happen, like, we'll have support, like, you know, people will be there for us, you know, right, yeah. And so that that helped me a lot, you know, just like, okay, like, he's right, like, we have really good friends, we have really good family, like good relationships. So let's, let's go ahead and, you know, just tell some of like our closest uh, people in our lives. And so that was also really fun. We got to record their reactions. And, Aww. you know, it was all, yeah, it was all just really sweet. And they were so excited for us. And um, anyway, like, um, yeah, it was, it was cool. Cause I kind of mentioned in the beginning, like, I really didn't have like this strong desire, but over the weeks, like, you know, until I had like my first prenatal, you know, I'm, I'm having these different symptoms. I'm having increased hunger. I'm having like, you know, the bloating, like that comes with it. I'm having like, my gums are bleeding. Like, you know, I've got like my, my heart rate's increasing. I'm feeling all these things inside of my body. And I'm like, wow, like this is an amazing process. Like, you know, and, and so I'm just enjoying, enjoying it, you know, and enjoying just the excitement. Um, so I call, you know, to make my first prenatal, which it's actually, yeah, it's nearly nine weeks when I ended up, you know, going in and, it's crazy because my husband almost didn't go to the appointment with me um, just because like, I didn't really know. I'm like, I don't know if I need you there. Like I, I don't assume really everything's going to be fine. Oh, Precisely. you know? Yeah, exactly. And so I'm like, okay, so I'm looking online, like what happens in the first appointment? And so after looking some things up, I'm like, yeah, I think it would be good if, you know, if you came with me. And so, yeah, so, you know, we went and um, you know, we walked in obviously at that appointment, just, completely just like everything's normal. I wasn't having any symptoms of no spotting, no like pain, like nothing, you know, that I would have like thought like that there, there was a problem. So, um, yeah, so we walk in and, you know, we're, um, the, the lady's about to do like a transvaginal ultrasound, you know? So anyway, and I'm just like, and she's kind of telling me about it. And then I'm just watching her face the entire time. Like, okay, like she's, you know, just listening, you know, and I'm not really sure, like, it's just all new experience. And so she, you know, she puts the device there and, um, you know, and then she's just like, her face is just like, 
um, like nothing's going on. She's silent. She's just oh. looking at the screen. Yeah. And, um, and I'm just like, oh no. Like I felt like it was something I had seen in a movie where you're just sitting there like, okay, please say something <laughs> like this is really, this is really hard. And um, so eventually she kind of said, you know, and it was an OB, like mine, my first appointment was with an OB. I know some people. Oh, have, so she like, could actually talk to you about it. Yes, exactly. So I didn't have to wait, which I've heard other people's stories and having to wait and that, that sounds really hard. And so, I mean, I was lucky in that regard that, you know, yeah, she was able to just say, you know, um, what, Lisha, I know I'm being quiet right now. She's like, I am looking for a heartbeat. She's like, I see, you know, I see the, the sack. Like I see, you know, that there's clearly a pregnancy here, but I'm looking for a heartbeat and I don't, and I don't see one. And so she's like, let's go ahead and like, let's turn up. Like, I guess there's a sound or something that they can, you know, they can turn it up and listen. And again, there was, there was nothing there. And, um, you know, it was, yeah, it was really just, we were both just in shock, you know? And so, um, you know, she did her pictures and all of that and, and then was kind of just like, you know, um, it's possible that your timing could be off. Like, you know, maybe cause the baby was measuring, um, about six, between six and seven weeks at the okay. time. And so I'm, you know, nearly nine. And so she was like, you know, maybe and you know, your periods are. Yes. Like yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like I knew, and normally I don't, but this particular day was like, okay, I knew exactly like when it had happened, you know, cause it was like a holiday or something. And so I was like, I knew and I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll, I'll go along with it. You know, it's fine. And so anyway, so she's like telling me, you know, we, we probably need to see you like, or let's go ahead and schedule an appointment in a week and see if there's any changes. And, um, but in the meanwhile, like, you know, she's, she's starting to say like, I probably should just, you know, just in case, like give you your options, like tell you, you know, what, what options you have to like pass the miscarriage. And, um, anyway, and so I'm like, you know, sitting there just listening and then. How does it feel like, surreal at that moment? Yes. I know. I'm just like, I'm not processing this information. <laughs> You're yes. talking blank yes. slate right now. Completely. I was just, yeah, in shock. Like I. <laughs> And so, um, yeah. And, and then, you know, so she's going through this and I'm not really paying close attention because I, I just can't, you know? And so then after, you know, she's done saying, she's like, okay, like you can change and then, you know, meet the nurse out there. And it was like in that moment, like that's when I just started crying. Like, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is really happening. Like yeah. I was just, you know, yeah, I couldn't believe it. And so anyway, so, you know, of course we like, go back and, and I am like, you know, we leave there and it's just, it's just this feeling of just numbness. Like we're walking around and it's like, what's going on? Like we, we walked into that so excited and now we're walking out. Like there's a good chance that like this, this pregnancy is, is over, you know, like this is, this is not going to be a healthy, vi- excuse me, viable baby, you know, that, that we're going to, you know, that I'm going to deliver someday. And so, that was, that was really hard, really painful. Um, so anyway, I mean, between then and the next appointment, I mean, I'm looking on the internet, just trying to find like any ray of hope, like, you know, is this common? Like may, you know, does it, does the heartbeat appear later on, you know, when, you know, whatever. And maybe the baby's just growing small. Cause I'd had a friend who had been pregnant and, you know, her baby was always on the smaller end. So I'm like, maybe, maybe it, you know, but everything yeah. I looked up was just, it felt like it was so common around six or seven weeks. Like, you know, that's usually the time when the baby had stopped growing and there was no heartbeat. And so I'm like, gosh, 
so I think reality was just starting to set in and I'm like okay like you know and and really honestly between then that appointment that appointment it was actually so that was March 2nd when I went in for that first appointment Mm -hmm. um and so you know between then and then my next appointment which I believe was March 8th um of this year and um yeah we just um we grieved we grieved a lot we just you know because for me it felt very real like even though they hadn't said it for sure that this was a thing like I I didn't want to be surprised again like I yeah I I like surprises I don't like those kind of surprises Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) not the bad ones and so um yeah I I was looking for hope and I and I couldn't find it you know in terms of like yeah, this is, this is going to work out. And so I kind of just grieved it, you know, as if this was real and, and, um, and yeah, I mean, when I went to the next appointment, um, you know, they, yeah, they said the same thing that the baby was small, that there was no heartbeat, um, you know, and between, so because even though the lady had given me, the OB had given me the, um, information before, before was for care. telling me you know just what my options are and immediately I think like okay well I don't want a DNC because that's surgery and I've never had a major like and what I thought it was like a major surgery like I've never had a surgery so I don't want to go through that like that sounds scary so I don't want to do that and then I was very even though I would have liked the idea of passing um, naturally I was very worried about just the timing of it Um, right and, you know, I mean, I work full time and I go in and out of people's homes and I'm like, you know, I just, I don't think I can do that. I don't think I can be, you know, in some situation and not be able to, you know, whatever, have this happen. So I thought, okay, like, I'll go ahead and do, you know, go through the pills. So I, um, they prescribed me Cytotec, um, which I don't know if I realized this initially, but when I took the prescription home, <laughs> You know, and she's telling me that, like, okay, well, you have to do the doses vaginally, um, you know, so they're going to do at least one or two. And then if you need to do a third, the third one would be orally. I'm like, okay, well, I. So in the midst of all this, like I'm having to try to, so they tell you that you need to put them inside of you and you have to get them all the way up until, I don't know, I think it's like your cervix or something that you're trying to reach. And that was so awkward. That is so awkward. Um, (laughs) And uncomfortable. I mean, not to mention these, these pills are not staying on my fingers. I'm it's, it was just a, it was was a mess. It took an hour to get the first four pills in yeah and they told me to do it like the night before so so I had this appointment I should backtrack a little on March 8th so March 10th is my mom's birthday my husband's birthday I need to do this so I guess I'm gonna do this like the day in between their birthdays because this is you know I can't do it on either one of theirs and so maybe in between it'll be okay so I start the night before, though, they tell me it's going to take six to eight hours um, for it to start working. So before I go to bed, I, you know, insert these pills, the four of them, it takes an hour 
I'm upset. I'm crying. I'm frustrated. I feel just completely uncomfortable. Um, you know, my husband's like, what can I do? And I'm like, you can't do anything. Like, this is just what it is. And so anyway, so then I go to bed and, you know, all throughout the night, I'm tossing and turning because I'm starting to feel the process working and starting to be in some pain. Um, they did prescribe me some pain pills, uh, like just like an 800 milligram of like ibuprofen and then, um, like acetaminophen with codeine, um, you know, that I could take for pain. Um, anyway, and again, you know what, this is one thing I didn't say. So the doctor told me that, you know, I was going to have severe cramping. Um, oh, she did actually say that she did. Yes. Okay. With this process, I would have severe cramping. Okay. That's not often really told. So at least, okay. At least she told you. Yes. Although, contractions for me, like by the time this started happening, like it felt more like contractions than it did. Like, I guess I just pictured a severe um, period and I'm like, I've had some bad periods, but this was nothing like that. No, like, it's the waves. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. The, yeah, I can't breathe. Like I'm just, yeah, it was, it was a lot. So Anyway, it was a little different than I expected, but yeah, I mean, she did, did tell me there was, there was going to be some pain. And so, um, anyway, so, so going back to that, yeah. So I'm, uh, what is it? So I it's start... a day between. Yes. Your mom's birthday and your husband's birthday. Yeah. And then, so I start the night before I go through, you know, that initial dose so somewhere in like around like seven, eight o'clock. And she told me that if my first one was light, like if I, like if I started, I would have some breakthrough bleeding. And if it was light, then I would probably need to do another vaginal dose. If it was, if I had started to experience heavy bleeding, then I can go ahead and take the other um, pill. I could take the pills orally. So I was really hoping <laughs> that I was going to be able to, you know, to the bleeding was going to be intense right away. And of course it wasn't. So, um, probably like around eight o'clock the next morning, then I had to do, you know, four more pills inside all the midst, like while having these like contractions and difficulty breathing. And I'm like, Oh, this is not good. Like this is, you know, I'm crying. I'm just, I'm a mess, <laughs> like just a mess. And, um, anyway, I got through it, but again, that took another hour to, to get those in there and to be done with that. So throughout the next, um, so that was probably about nine o'clock between like nine and two, like 2 PM. It was just on and off. I mean, just the pain, you know, it's this 10 out of 10 pain. I've never experienced pain like that before. Um, you know, and so I'm just like, I can't sit comfortably. I'm like, do I sit, do I stand, do I move? Like, what do I do? And finally, like a couple hours, like a few hours later, I told my husband, like, I just need to go sit in the bath. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm just in pain, you know, and poor guy, like, he doesn't know what to do either. Like, you know, he's like trying to be there for me. Like he, you know, he doesn't feel what I'm feeling and is just struggling. And so um, I go and I sit in, you know, in the bath and that helps just the hot, the hot water and all of that. But yeah, it's just miserable. Um, I mean, I'm like, falling asleep at times and I'm waking up in severe pain and um, just finally um, at one point like the pain just got super like intense and then I like passed um, what I presumed to be like the you know the embryotic sac and then like also like another clot like around the same time it was kind of like back to back you know in that moment I like 
sat up and I looked because I'm like, what was that? You know, and I saw like this gray. Were you still in the bathtub? Yes. Yes, I was. Um, I, I couldn't get myself out. It was just like, that was the, like the best I felt was like yes. being there, you know, and it's like so, labor. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I've had friends who've done home births and I was yep. like, you know, I th- <laughs> like, I had never considered that option before, but like, I kind of feel like that's what I went through, you know, was, you know, giving birth in a bathtub. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it was, you know, and so that sense, yeah, it was very, I mean, very natural. And, um, I, um, so yeah, I go ahead and I'm like, and I see this like grayish white, like sack and I'm like, Oh, I wonder if that's, if that's it, you know, cause it looked different than, you know, some of the other stuff that was coming out. And so I like picked it up for a sack and I kind of just looked and like my husband was like, wasn't in the room and, you know, and like, we hadn't really talked about like what we were going to do. Like when I passed it, like it was just all so, um, just overwhelming and and so yeah I like kind of looked at it and I thought you know like I bet I bet this is it but I was like so exhausted in that moment and I was just like overwhelmed and I was just really out of it like I just didn't even feel like I was in my like right mind and and then I kind of just like looked at it and then I just like let it go and honestly like that is like and I and I have to like give myself repeatedly like grace about this because initially like I was so hard on myself like why did I do that? Like, why didn't I call my husband in and tell him like, you know, that I thought this was like our child, you know, like we could have saved, you know, we could have like done like a burial, like all these different things that I just thought. And I'm like, you know, why didn't I think of this stuff in advance? Like it was, and I've heard different people's stories as I've listened to your podcast and, um, you know, and, and some people don't see that, you know? And, and so I thought here, like, I actually, you know, I saw it and I just, I just let it go. Like, and, so I really, I really struggled with that, especially in the beginning. And um, like I'm just, I, for me, like, I'm like a person of faith. And so like, I just kept telling myself like, okay, like God knew this was going to happen. Like, you know, like I'm okay. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't do anything like bad. Like I just, yeah. I did, I did the best I could do in the moment and, and that's okay. Right. And so um, anyway, and so, yeah, that, um, so pretty quickly after that, and you know, I forgot to say one thing too, in the midst of all this pain, like, you know, here I had this pain medicine and, um, I actually, I tried to take a dose when I was really experiencing this really bad pain, but I couldn't eat anything. Like I was so sick, I couldn't eat. And so I tried to take a dose and I just like threw it right back up like, um, of pain pills. And so I was like, here, I'm going through all this pain and I can't even get anything down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I'm like pointless, you know, paint pills in that, in that moment, because I couldn't, I couldn't get the benefit of it. But um, anyway, so yeah, I mean, then I started to feel better from like two o'clock on, I started to feel a little bit better. Um, and then um, probably like around like four, four thirty, I was like starting to get like my appetite. And I'm still like, you know, passing a lot of tissue and clotting and all that, you know, post, um, you know, the, the initial like embryo and all of that. But but did it let up a lot once the, yes. the yeah, once the fetus passes, it's like, oh, yes, that, absolutely. And it did. And so, you know, there was definitely moments here and there after, but that was the, certainly that, that the most painful part. Um, and yeah, and that relief that I felt, and that was the other hard part was like, I felt such a relief to like, be out of that extreme pain, you know, and yet at the same time, it was like, but like, this is like our baby that we just passed to, you know? And so yeah, like, then you feel guilty, like, oh, no. Yes, exactly. And so, 
Um, yeah, so I, so yeah, probably like later that evening, I was like doing better, you know, just, you know, obviously a lot of bleeding and things like that in certain moments, but able to eat. And, you know, I was just had to stay on pain pills around the clock, because if I didn't, I would be in severe pain, you know, just a lot of just abdominal. And um, so yeah, I thought, you know, okay, like, so I didn't know what would happen after that. Like, I didn't know if I would continue to have any more, you know, pain like that, or if the pain was pretty much over. So then like the following day, um, things seem to be pretty good at regular least. And then even like the um, I took it off work. Um, but then the following day, I ended up going back to work, which probably really wasn't a good decision. But I didn't know, again, how to deal with all this. Like, I was just like, okay, I guess this is what people do. You know, like, they have miscarriages on the weekend, they go back to work, you know, like, oh my gosh. You know, yeah, like, again, I mean, like, I did that. I, I did for one. It's not yeah. good, but ugh. no, yeah, it's just, and it's like one of those awkward things. Like my work didn't know that I, you know, like I hadn't told anybody I wasn't far off along yet. And so I was just like, okay, well, I guess we'll just take a sick day here, you know, and I'll just go back. And so, you know, cause I wasn't feeling that physical part of it. So I thought, okay, like, so that's what you do. And so, so I went back and I, you know, of course, throughout the day, like I was just, you know, it was, it was tough. It was a tough day. You know, I was trying to focus on work, but I'm, you know, just getting to these, just, you know, tears flowing down my face, like trying like not to, you know, like hoping none of my coworkers see me cause I'm just, you know, overwhelmed. And um, anyway, so I got through that day, but then, um, and even through the evening, we, um, my husband and I have like a regular game night that we do with friends. And so I thought, okay, I'm okay. Like, so our friends came over. I thought maybe it'll be a good distraction. And then, um, like later that night, like, I don't know, like around 10 PM, all of a sudden I just got this extreme pain again. And I'm like, Oh no, like what, what's going on? And I just like, was this pain? Like, okay. Like this felt similar to like earlier. So I go like just sit in the back kind of thing and so yeah like I I I actually passed some more clots like it was so bizarre like two days later you know I mean I'm you know in the bath again and just you know for another like two hours just in pain and then finally like passing some more and I just thought oh gosh like is this going to be happening like all week like what you know I, I thought it was over with and you know and then here two days later you know I'm, I'm okay and then this happens and so mm-hmm. Then I emailed my doctor and I'm like, is this normal? And she's like, well, it could happen, you know, at any point, you know, like during the week and, you know, for like about a week or so. And so I thought, okay, well, my husband and I had had plans like that, you know, following Saturday. And I'm like, well, we're, we're not going to be able to go out of town because I can't, I can't do this anywhere else but home. Like I, I would be mortified. I would be, it would just be awful. So anyway, um, and I didn't have any other occurrences of that throughout the week. So that following Monday, so I had miscarried the, I think it was Sunday, the 11th of March. And then that following Monday, um, I went in for my final appointment, um, basically just for them. Make sure that everything passed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she had told me that, you know, if it hadn't, then, you know, I'd have to go through surgery and I'm thinking like, okay, 
please don't tell me I just went through hell with this, you know, to then have to turn around and go. So I was very scared to go to that appointment. I was just like, I don't know what's going to happen. And thankfully, I mean, yeah, everything, you know, everything had passed and it was clear. And um, it was so strange, though, because I remember sitting in that appointment you know, in the room waiting for the doctor and I could hear next door, like, you know, I'm assuming it was like the next room over, like they're listening to what sounded like a baby's heartbeat. Like while I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, like, you know, like this is rather strange, you know? And I mean, in that moment, I mean, it was okay. It wasn't, but it was just like the irony, you know? (laughs) And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I guess, in a nutshell, everything. Um, you know, one thing I guess I want to say, too, is that I I didn't know, like, about the, like, the hormone dump that kind of happens. Like, oh, yeah. And so, oh, my gosh, like, I was just not prepared for that, you know. And here I am, just an emotional wreck. Like, my husband and I are, like, trying to, you know, just talk about things. And, you know, I am just, like, on this emotional side and he's like so badly wanting to understand but just like I I don't understand like so I was trying to tell him at one point but I thought one of our other friends had had a miscarriage and I was like trying to go like on her Facebook account and look for it and and I actually found out that she was like she'd had a miscarriage earlier in the year but she or earlier in the previous year but then she was pregnant again and I'm like and she was going to be due around the time that I was supposed to be due and I'm like So then I was just like, I was crying and I'm like, she's pregnant. And my husband's like, but she also had a miscarriage, you know, because I'm like crying and upset. And then I'm like, I'm not. And he's like, why are you mad at her? And I'm like, I'm not mad at her. Like, but I am. I kind of am. (laughs) Like, I'm just, I'm like, I'm mad at the situation. Like, I'm, you know, I'm mad that, you know, like, you know, not like, it's not that I don't want her to have a baby. I like, I just want to have one too. Like, you know. And so, yeah, it was just like, and we were just, you know, and I felt like, gosh, like that would have been really important to know, you know, and I appreciated that hearing that, you know, hearing from some of your other, um, you know, podcast um, guests that, you know, just their relationships, like with their husband and how they realized that, you know, it, it's difficult, you know, they're not experiencing the physical, the hormonal it's, you know, and so even though, you know, clearly they're grieving, you know, it's different. And it so I, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, like, so we, we had had some pretty bad fights in that time and, you know, just trying to like, we're both grieving, but we're like missing each other, you know? And, you know, thank God, like we were able to get to a place where, you know, where we realized that and that we both were in that you know, it, it, we just had to come to a better understanding of, of where each other was, was at. And so, um, but yeah, even to the, um, I remember going to a restaurant like, you know, where you go up and you like, it's like all you can eat. And so, you know, I'm going up and I'm getting my food and then I'm like, there's a baby nearby at another table. And this is like a couple, few days after maybe. And like young, like within, you know, under six months and the baby's like crying and, and all of a sudden I just like, I go back to my table, you know, to our table and I'm just like bawling. Like, I'm like, I can't stop. Like, it was just like, almost like this maternal, like, you know, I'm hearing the baby and I'm just like connecting with the fact that like, the, you know, like we don't have that, you know, anymore. And oh my gosh, it was just like, 
oh, I did not know it was going to be so intense. Um, you know, just these different feelings and anyway, so, um, yeah, I mean, we, we certainly, you know, uh, we got through, I think cause that first week or two was just like, I just felt like I just wasn't myself, you know, I just was this person that I kind of just didn't recognize who was grieving and struggling and feeling overwhelmed. And I didn't know how to, like, I didn't really know how to talk to people about it. I would tell them, but I was also really scared. Like I was scared of being hurt, you know, like, you know, cause I, like, I tend to believe that like people genuinely like want to help, like, and they want to be there and they want to bring, be like comforting. And yet sometimes like, the worst things come out of their mouth, you know, and like the minimizing of things. It's like, Oh, you know, it was like, at least it was early and at least you're still young and, you know, quick. And it's like, no, like there's, there's no, at least like, this is like, this this is our, this sucks. Yeah. This is our reality. Like this is, this is like our baby died. And actually, so um, it wasn't right away that it happened, but like maybe like, um, towards actually our, our wedding anniversary was like at the end of March. And so that was initially like, it was going to be around the 12 weeks. And so I thought, you know, like, Oh, that's when we were initially going to announce our pregnancy. And so it was actually at that point, I chose to share about our story, like through my, um, social media account. Cause I really like, I wanted people to know not so much like what we had been through and actually between then too, I had started like listening. I'd found your podcast and was just listening to stories. And I was like, gosh, this is amazing. Like, I love how people are just so willing to be vulnerable, you know, and talk about this thing that is so frequent and yet is not talked about nearly enough. Like, at least in my mind, it wasn't like, I, I mean, I had heard about people having miscarriages, but I didn't know it was, you know, one in four women. Like, that's just, I'm definitely not hearing about it that often. And so um, I thought, you know, I really need to share this because not only so people know where we're at, but also so that, like, if others, like, are walking with people in their lives who are going through this, like, that they know, like, to to be really careful, you know, like, to to really love, you know, the, these people and and not to, like, and I know I feel like people walk a lot on eggshells. Like if I bring this up, like, you know, I'm going to cause you pain. And it's like, I'm already in pain. Like you talking about like my miscarriage and asking me how I'm doing is not for me. And this is may not be everybody, but for me, it's not, it's not you causing me more pain. It's actually telling me that you care about my pain. Um, But then there's also like this other fine line of like, sometimes if you get into these conversations with people which maybe maybe start off as like how are you doing you know sometimes people without even realizing it you know they start to say some of these things that are that can be really painful you know just like so for me like in like my faith community you know a lot of times it's like this idea of like well God's in control you know and I'm like I know God's in control I I believe that but that that doesn't necessarily make me feel better in this moment, you know, like, I just need to, like, can you just sit with me in my grief and, like, let me just go through whatever it is and just tell me how sorry you are and, like, how you wish I wasn't going through that, Um, because that's what, like, that's what I want, and that, and I think even before all this, like, I, like, I tend to be a more empathetic person, and so, like, I I don't know, I mean, I think I've, I've known some of these things, but I think I know them even deeper now because, because of this situation, 
you know, um, I, I, I didn't really have the same, um, compassion, like the same level of compassion and, um, empathy for like also people who go through infertility. Um, you know, I know one of the things that I felt initially when I found out I was pregnant was a little bit of guilt. Like, you know, there's so many women that go through, you know, just years and years of trying to get pregnant. And here I am like, oh, I, you know, I try for a month and, you know, and get pregnant right away. And I, and I felt this sense of guilt because I'm like, like, that's not even fair. <laughs> like, it's not fair, you know, that that, you know, happened for them. And here I was like, I don't even know if I, you know, want to be a mom. And, and then I, I get granted this gift, you know, kind of thing. And so um, anyway, all that to say, like, I, I do feel like I, I have a genuine, like, just sense of like empathy and like even like with mother's day recently just passing gosh like that also like was another just like it really hit me like this is this is a hard day like this is a hard day for people. a lot of people yeah yeah it's not like I had always seen it as like you know I, I had a really great relationship with my mom and with my mother-in-law so I always just saw it as a celebration of them and you know and their role in my lives or my life but I never really, you know, viewed it from like, you know, just people who have been struggling to get pregnant or who've had miscarriages, you know, and what that feels like. And so Mother's Day was definitely like it was a sad day this year. Like I, I wanted to, you know, and I did. I was able to celebrate, you know, with with um, with my family and such. But it still was just like, oh, like I need to stay off social media today. Like I don't like I don't want to hear all this, you know, stuff about like how great it is to be a mom, you know, <laughs> like because it you know, I just feel it today. Like I feel sad. Like um yeah, and one thing that's super common. Yeah, yeah. And and the funny thing is, is I actually like I thought I was gonna be okay because I had been doing really well. You know, it had been about a month or plus, you know, since everything had happened. And so I thought like, okay, it's you know, it's gonna be okay. And, um, but then like, you know, I'm, I'm at my church and my pastor's sharing like, you know, video about like, you know, mother's day. And I'm like, oh, gosh. oh like, no. you know, <laughs> and, he, and he does this. I mean, this is like for, you know, he does it for all the holidays, you know, whether but you don't like, think of it until no, that point precisely, you know? And so I'm like, and so in my mind, I'm like, nope, I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm just like, and so I'm watching this video and I'm almost like kind of detaching myself from it, you know, like, okay, like I'm just watching this as if like. I have no connection whatsoever. And I got through the video okay. But then, like, after that, then he, like, started talking about, you know, like, praying for, like, you know, like, people whose, like, either mothers or babies, like, had gone to heaven. And I was just like, like oh, gosh. Like, and then I just lost it. <laughs> I was just like, okay like so there I am like sitting in my church and I'm just like you know tears like flowing down my face and I'm just like oh this is so embarrassing you know because of course like I'm the type where I'm like I want to cry like you know by myself like I, you know like or just like one-on-one -on -one with somebody is okay but like you know and not that anybody was looking at me they probably didn't even notice but like it was just it was really hard and so yeah that day was just a little tough and you know what it was it was confusing like that was the other thing like I was really confused because in one sense like I felt like a mom because I had had a baby that I had carried you know like for this for this nine weeks you know and um and yet like I didn't feel like a mom because I 
no longer like I felt like I no longer had this baby you know like I no longer had this evidence of like my motherhood and so I was confused because people would say you know like oh happy mother's day and then other people wouldn't say anything and I was just like I, I like I don't know like what like what what is this like I, I don't like this confusion I just I you know and so part of me like would almost just want to be like no like I'm just not a mom like I'm just I'm not you know kind of thing and yet there is if I if I'm real with myself it's like no like I am you know like unfortunately I just you know I don't have my baby with me and and that's okay you know like but yeah, I think that confusion was also really hard. Like, I just wish it was more simple. <laughs> um, I just wish I either felt like I was or I wasn't and it just would be okay. So, yeah. Um, so much yeah. to process. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it really is. It is. And we want it to happen and be done and be clean and neat and pack it away. And that is not the case. No. Yeah. You're right. That's exactly that's exactly it. And one thing that we had done that um, I do think actually kind of helped, you know, for us to just kind of like honor our baby is like we, you know, we kept like the the pregnancy test in the card and um, we have like we're big like Angels baseball fans. And so we had like this one of the like onesies that we had got that we gave to like our parents. Like we put all that together like in a shadow box um, and we actually like had um even though we didn't know whether our, our baby was going to be a boy or a girl, like we, you know, went ahead and like named, we actually named it as if it was a boy. And um, yeah, we, um, so even that process was like really, um, really helpful uh, for us to just kind of process like everything that was going on and just to make this like a real thing. Cause sometimes it just feels like a nightmare, like, like a bad dream you know, like maybe this didn't really happen, you know, <laughs> like, especially the more time totally. that goes on. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so, yeah, for us, like that also kind of just helped like bring us together. Like we, you know, just like buying those things and just like putting it together. And yeah, it was just a, it was really positive for us. And um, yeah, I think that was, that was good. Um, well, thank was, you for joining me today. Oh my gosh, yeah. You're so sharing welcome. your story. You had so many good insights that I know will be really helpful to the listeners. Yeah, I, I sure hope so. I know, like I said, um, I will say I couldn't be more grateful for your podcast because when I was just in the midst of all this, like I would just listen to them like while I was driving like to and from places and just um gosh like hearing just so many different women's stories like and some of them so much more like in my mind like heartbreaking and yet like these women are like still like living and thriving and yeah you know, and moving forward and I'm like gosh like it, it's just so fantastic like the, the community I think that you're bringing together through through what you do and um so yeah thank you thank you for that because um yeah I it's made a huge impact on me and that's really the reason I wanted to come on and share was because it was so beneficial for me. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. Absolutely.